Well, it's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 504 for October 3rd, 2017, and I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, our guest is Erica Peterson, who's founder of and CEO, I think, of Moms Can Code, which is an online community for current and future moms who code. Now, welcome to the show, Erica. Thank you for having me, Allison. So um, I don't know a lot about this. Uh, my questions are going to be real dumb from the beginning questions, but uh, that makes them easy questions. So I think that's yeah. good. Um, first, tell us, I want to start with what is Moms Can Code, just kind of like the elevator speech. And then I want to talk about you and how you got into this and maybe fold all that into more about Moms Can Code. How's that sound? So Sounds great. What is Moms Can Code? So Moms Can Code is a community that provides opportunities for moms to connect both Mm -hmm. online and offline. We provide learning resources on the website as of today before you had to go elsewhere. Now they're on the website and they're free. So you can see all of the content that's created by both moms and guest experts for moms. And then lastly, we provide real life inspiration. So we feature moms who have founded tech companies. We feature students who are current, who are moms. And then um, on Fridays, we feature stories from both moms, non-moms, anyone who wants to write in and share why they started to learn how to code. Oh, wow. So one of the reasons I wanted to talk to Erica was because I thought maybe she would want to know about programming by stealth. So the audience knows about programming by stealth. But uh, the idea there was that I was uh, I was retiring and I wanted to learn to code. My friend Bart said, well, I'll teach you how to do it. We'll do it. uh, We'll do it on um, on a podcast. And it's it's kind of a weird thing because it's an audio podcast, but we're learning to code. So we're like there's a little bit of reading of code, but he does really, really good show notes that are tutorials. So you've got that as as you know, I think most people read along. And, and and listen to the podcast and listen to his explanation. So. so the opportunity there would be for you guys to upload your content onto our website. And then we would have you have that content and provide it as a resource to our the people who visit our website. Yeah, we'd have to talk about that because yeah. it's kind of our yeah. content. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we don't but link to it. We, yeah, we don't. So we don't um, own the rights to your content. Uh-huh. So, so you have the rights to it. So the idea is you're you're um, you're connecting people uh, mm-hmm. who uh, women in general. I mean, if somebody wants to code and they're a woman but they're not a mom, that's okay too. Yes. Okay. Of course. But the you idea was you can yeah. <laughs> the idea I would think was was to get over this. Well, what what can moms do? Kind of a mm-hmm. the the stigma around that. Is that where that came from? Yeah. So for me, it's just um, having been a stay at home mom and also going back and forth. Okay, now I have children. Now, what does my career look like? What do I do? And, um, you know, for the last five years, just trying to figure it out. Um, A lot of women are in that space and um, often we don't talk about it. But, um, you know, it's a really it's a big time to explore once again what's important to you and, you know, what type of path you want to take. So um, what we're saying here is, hey, let's try something new together. So, you know, it's not even just about code. It's about, you know, at the beginning of the year, we make resolutions that we're going to go to the gym, that we're going to do this, that we're going to do that. So um, we're here to support you when you make a decision to learn how to code um, by providing you with all this support in person, offline, um, all these different resources so that you can stick to it. Now that that's interesting. One of the things I've been figuring out learning to code, uh, I, I did take programming classes in college, but it was 162 years ago. So it's uh, all new to me now. 
But I realized that the the thing about coding is you keep going as long as it's not uh, as long as it's not working. You keep going. Uh, so I mean, I'm saying that backwards. But as soon as you succeed with a piece of it, it's so addictive that rush that when something works, that you keep going. That mm-hmm. yeah, I said it backwards at the beginning. You only stop when it's broken and doesn't work. Yeah, because you get yeah. you get into that. So I can see how it's easy to get into a habit of of not exercising, not standing up, for example, right. when when things are going well, you might not stand up for hours at a time. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, right. the health aspects get get rough. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's why you don't see a lot of super fit programmers. Right. <laughs> Well, luckily for, you know, when you're at home and you have little kids, they kind of force you to get up. (laughs) Yeah, that's not a problem. If you were working on something, you you know, it kind of has to stick because every time you sit down, you don't have the luxury of going through all of that previous material that you learned. You kind of have to like, okay, where did I leave off? I've got I've got this amount of time. Go. Yeah, that's that's a a particularly difficult challenge because it takes a lot of focus to program and you've got to really be holding all these pieces in your mind of what did I do before and where was I trying to go? And being a a stay at home mom, that's that is the most interrupt driven job there is. Yeah, there's nothing worse (laughs) as far as being interrupted. But isn't that's how, you know, that's our lives. I mean, that's the mental work that we do. You know, whose birthday is it? Um, who needs their socks washed this week? Did I buy <laughs> enough bot- water bottles or juice boxes for their lunch this week? You know, that's Wait, was I just, supposed to bring oranges to soccer this week? <laughs> all of it, you know, all of it. We have that. We have a knack for it. I'm not saying that, that only moms do that. But you know, that's, that's how we roll. That's how that's how it goes anyway. So, you know, I, I have a favorite story yeah. to tell about that was that I think we're doing a little too much. And I based that on the fact that I saw four women inside of two weeks try to leave the gym changing room with their clothes on inside out. <laughs> four in two weeks. I'm not kidding you. Yeah. It's just I, mean, I think we're juggling a few too many things when that happens. Yeah. I mean, so I have two startups. One's a nonprofit. The other is Moms Can Code. Um, I'm also a high school teacher. I have two kids. I mean, I, I go to the gym. I I think we're all wanting to achieve more. Yeah. And yeah. We've, it's just part of our lives now. We have to juggle many things and we've kind of adapted to it. So uh, what do you teach in high school? Biology. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was looking at your uh, resume actually on LinkedIn, and I saw a lot of the biology stuff in there. In mm-hmm. a, I, I have to admit, I was I was using my iPad to read it, and I was really, or no, it was my MacBook Pro with the uh, uh, Force Press where you could look up words. I had to okay. look up a lot of words in your, uh, in your background. <laughs> yeah. Biology. Technology is... Uh, science excels, you know. Uh, so yeah, there's a few words in there. That <laughs> yeah. Most people don't know. Yeah. Exactly. I'll send it off to my daughter. She knows all that stuff. Um, <laughs> so let's, let's get into moms can code. So how does, how does it work? What it's not just a website. No. So we have meetups in person um, here in Pittsburgh for the last four weeks. We've had one uh, tech skills workshop per week. So the first one was HTML. For two weekends, we did um, Alexa skills. And then last night we had a CSS class. We've also, our launch party was our very first meetup here in Pittsburgh. Um, I flew to San Francisco last weekend and we had a small meetup there. Um, Meetups are being organized right now in Detroit, Boston, Austin, New York City, um, Indianapolis. So a lot of that, a lot of meetups and other workshops elsewhere around the United States are being planned right now. And are those being planned by community members or by people that work for Moms Can Code? 
by community members. So okay. we guide them through the process of, you know, putting on a, an, an event. Oh, that's neat. That's neat. So um, I, I, there's, let, let's put this out in front. There's a paywall to Moms Can yeah. Code. So not th- anymore. Oh, that was yesterday? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> she was changing on, it right as I was uh, trying to learn about it. Yeah. So um, I removed that because it was um, confusing and, um, you know, a number of other adjectives. Um, it was frustrating for a lot of people. So now when you go to our website, you can go to the navigation bar and it says learning resources. So all of the material that's created will be uploaded there. And then um, membership will be available, will be live later this week, possibly tonight or tomorrow. Um, and membership will allow, will give you discounts to our live online sessions, meetups, webinars, etc. cetera. Um, so as you would put um, membership to an association on your resume, you would receive a certificate of, you know, uh, membership from being a member of Moms King Code. Um, and then the people who um, create content for us, they have the opportunity to become affiliates. So when they put it out there, hey, we, I created content for Moms Can Code, and they refer people to our website. If they become members, they receive a percentage of that pay. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, d- I do like this better because um, when I went to MomsCanCode.com, I couldn't mm-hmm. pretty much learn anything about it mm-hmm. until I joined. It's like, well, yeah. I don't know if I want to join if I don't know right. what it is. And so it was kind of right. a, a little backward. So I can see right. now that we've got you've got uh, learning resources on time management, learn from your peers, JavaScript, wallpapers, personal mm-hmm. well-being. There's that health stuff, tools for learning to code. OK, mm-hmm. so everything in here, uh, who, who is creating this content? So both members and myself, some of the other people on Team Moms Can Code, um, we just hired an instructional coach who will be helping people in the community create courses. So now that we're not using the previous platform um, and hosting things a little differently, we can, we've opened it up to, now we can accept different types of content. So screencasts, videos, et cetera, et cetera. And we have somebody that can help guide you through the process of creating that content. So it's really really good content so that, you know, everyone around you says, Hey, I saw what you created and I enjoyed it and I loved it. And I, I want to create some, how, who helped you with this? I see. I see. Yeah. Because <laughs> doing, doing online uh, training of any sort is not something that I, 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 I do screencasting for Don McElster mm-hmm. screencast online and people always say, well, why does it take you so long? And I said, well, it doesn't take any time at all to do a bad one. That's really easy, full of ums and uhs and things jumping around on screen and and -hmm. having no focus and no plot. I I could bang those things out all day long. But for me to do a 45-minute tutorial that is in-depth and on point and focused, that takes me about a week and a half. I mean, it takes a long time to put those together. So, yeah, knowing how to do that well is very different from knowing how to do that. (laughs) Right. So and then, yeah, so we have somebody now who's creating content to help guide people through that process. And we're here. We're still small enough that we can help you one on one. We want people to um, as they're learning and they become experts, whether it's HTML, CSS or even Python or Ruby to share their content knowledge with other women, with other moms. And we want them to be proud of their work and what they're putting out there on the Internet. And so, so that when they are applying to jobs and it says contributing author 
author for Moms Can Code and that they created all of these, you know, different tutorials or different con types of content that people go, oh, I, I see this. This is great content. I see that you weren't, you know, that you've been productive. You were doing extracurricular yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So you say you can help one on one. Um, I'm I'm trying to trying to figure out what these callbacks are in JavaScript. How would mm -hmm. I get help from Moms Can Code to understand that? So that's where the community part comes into play. So by talking to the other women in the group, so everyone in the group is at a different level. So if you're not um, in our Facebook group, that's a great place to ask these questions and get the help of the community from those women who are further along than you. Oh, okay. So, so your discussion forum is essentially a Facebook group. Yeah. Which is great because then you don't have to build a discussion forum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and plus people are already there, right? Yes. And we're already, we're already there sharing pictures of our kids, their first day of kindergarten. And so we're already connected there. Mm -hmm. Now, to be honest, I've, I was practically raised by wolves. Um, I was, uh, I was the uh, fourth child where three, I have three older brothers. I was raised uh, probably more by my dad than my mom. My mother, my mother always had this vision that we baked cookies together. That never happened. Um, I was in the shop with my dad building stuff. So whenever I hear about stuff like, uh, the traditional women kind of things like, like talking about makeup or shoes that just makes me think like, well, that's off focus. Why aren't we talking about this? You know, I, I, I actually feel uncomfortable when I hear that because I was raised in a more of a man's world and being a mechanical engineer, I didn't have any friends who were women. So I never had these kind of conversations. Um, it's, it's taken me a long time to just kind of, Okay. Okay. I got it. That's okay that they want to talk about makeup too, or, or, you know, their children or whatever that it just, it surprised me when you said you would talk about your children and moms can code, but if it's a group of moms, of course, yeah. that's what you're going to talk about. I mean, so sometimes you're just having a bad day and you know, you want that support. We're not asking for, um, what, bre what, the, what's the best breast pump to use in there, but, mm -hmm. um, surely, um, you know, uh, so yesterday my son went to the class with me and I, he wanted, he knows what coding is and he, um, does hour of code and he has several apps that he uses to learn the, the you know, the basics. Um, and, um, he was upset that he had to go to the room with the other children. So he, <laughs> he snuck in and sat there quietly taking notes, uh, oh, writing okay. down, you know, um, how old is he? He's five. He just wow. turned five. So, you know, I might snap a photo of him there and say, look, you know, it's working. We're having a positive effect on our kids and they're they're seeing what we're doing and it's it means something. So, yeah, it, yeah. it's really hard to um, explain to your children what you do. And I know that mm -hmm. sounds really stupid, but um, I t my son is 27, uh, 26. But when I took him to uh, take your child to work day. They changed take your daughter to work day to take your child to work day and let the boys come too, which kind of irritated me. But anyway, another story. Uh, but anyway, he was there at one point and uh, and afterwards he said, he said, well, I haven't seen anybody doing anything. And I said, what do you mean? I mean, I, I showed you these people working on the CAD systems, you know, and they were designing these electronics. And they were designing these boxes. And I showed you the, you know, all these different things. He goes, yeah, but nobody was doing any. They, they weren't building anything. And he mm -hmm. expected to see people taking pieces of things and pushing them together and making something physical. Oh, okay. And so yeah. it was, it was no work at all. In fact, he said, you don't work. I said, what do you mean? He says, all you do is talk. 
I was a manager, right? And and it was it was just a really funny perspective to get that that I was unable to convey to him what it is I did for a living. He couldn't yeah. see it, he couldn't feel it, even though he was right there. So what you've been able to do there is your son is actually watching you doing a thing, you know, that is yeah. that is an important thing. That's that's hard to do. Yeah, he goes everywhere with me. He you know, he's sitting up, he sits next to me when I'm working and he sees, you know, I tell him, you know, what I'm doing because he needs to know I'm not, uh, this is all for him at the end of the day. You know, <laughs> I'm not, uh, I want him to be proud of me. It's, yeah, um, yeah. that's, that's important. Um, so I want him to know all of the, all of the things that I do so we can talk about it and hopefully inspire him. <laughs> I mean, he's very get- much in, yeah, he's very much into like uh, circuits and Legos, and he he likes to build, you know, with his hands. But uh-huh. he's also he also will sit and write and and draw things out. So there's you know it's he's making cool plans. To see. <laughs> yeah, he's he's yeah. making plans. Do uh, have you introduced him to Little Bits? Yes. Yeah. Those are those sure. are pretty cool. For anybody who hasn't heard of them, they're they're basically like Lego blocks that you stick together, but they allow you to build circuits. So mm-hmm. you can build uh, something that that uh, you can build a little radio. You could build, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a fan. There's all these little pieces. Very expensive, but you can. <laughs> yeah. So um, I so my nonprofit. What we do is um, we go at, to non-science festivals and set up large exhibitions um, with steam activities. So all of those toys, all of those gadgets, they're upstairs in our closet. They're at his disposal whenever at any time of day. So um, he's gotten to play with all of the cool things. So specifically bringing steam to non-technical events. Mm-hmm. Now that's, what was the name of the nonprofit? So our, the nonprofit is Science Tots, T-O-T-S. Okay. And, and um, an example of that is um, in July, as I was working on Mom's King Code, we had um, a major festival here, uh, the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix. So it's a, it's a car show. It's a car event. And we had a 40 by 40 foot tent. Um, and we were sponsored by the neighborhood Ford store. So um, we got this really great grant from Ford and um, Ecomedia, CBS, uh, subsidiary of CBS Corporation, um, came out to film it. And um, it was lovely. And, yeah. and so, so the idea is to just insert technology in yeah. real life. Yeah. So parents don't expect to go to this event with their kids and and do um, an engineering activity or, uh, uh, you know, we were making, um, we were coding, using code to make bracelets and um, we were playing with robots and doing all sorts of other things. And um, that's not expected at a car show. Yeah. So, so it stood out as being unusual. Yeah. But it didn't take very long. The kids were excited and, you know, it's, it's let try something new. Do you like it? Look how much fun you're having. Okay, I hope you try this again. And we saw probably over 1,200 people in the tent over. Oh, yeah, yeah. Holy cow! Major. Big, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, was yours a, a super popular tent, or yeah. was just yeah. a? Oh, wow. Yeah. So at the at the average attendance, I think the attendance last year for those two days at this event was 196,000. Oh, okay. So, so it was big. <laughs> Yeah. So to have, you know, that many families come and um, stop in and do an activity and spend time inside 
at each station was was awesome. Yeah, they got to see yeah. things that they don't get to play with outside. Now, one of the things so, you I, know, during I, the summer. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was the tent and summer in Pittsburgh was why they liked it. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were tons of tents. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody else was in the blazing sun. We don't know why no. we were so popular. <laughs> no. So one of my uh, things I like to argue with people about, and I'm and I'm I'm flipping sides around on this, but the A in STEAM. I'm okay. kind of a STEM girl myself. Okay. But you said STEAM. So why the A? And the A, by the way, is for art. Yes. So um, we, I started out with STEM. And um, what I realized was that for a lot of people that was, we were unapproachable. It was cold. And I didn't So science, myself, technology, engineering, and math is cold, but yeah, the A. I, I don't have, yeah, I'm... I may, whatever works for you, if we are introducing science, technology, uh, and math into your daily life, um, I am happy. So okay. if, um, if the A makes it more approachable, we were, we, so we're, when you're working with kids and you're doing STEM activities, the A is already there. Um, you're making things colorful and interesting, um, by using art as a medium most of the time, especially ages three to five. So for me, it was a given, but because I didn't have it in there, people didn't know what to expect. They were, they were expecting, um, some very, uh, not serious, but very, um, just matter of fact and not matter fun. Matter of fact science for ages three to five, and <laughs> that's impossible. Um, so um, uh, a lot of people would shy away from it, but just adding the A made it more approachable. And Interesting. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so we made the logo more colorful and added the A, and um, huh. we have seen a, a different kind of response. Um, that is really interesting. The, the reason it has been was actually a pet peeve of mine is to me, the whole concept of STEM is to get people into science, technology, engineering and math. That's that was the goal of the phrase being coined and to try to get more kids into these these topic areas. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember there ever being a problem that we didn't have enough people who wanted to do art. Yeah. And so well, why push art? But over time, I'm starting to evolve my thinking, and I'm not quite there yet, but that you're a user of Apple products, and obviously I'm a complete Apple bigot over here, but I think a lot of times it's it's the artistic, stylistic part of it that makes me so happy. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the first time I plugged in my red iPod Nano to my Mac, and it came up in iTunes, and it looked like a red iPod Nano. And there was yeah. no functional reason for that, but that made me super happy. You know, yeah. the fact that it was shiny and pretty, that was, that made yeah. me happy. And so I'm, I'm kind of coming along with the fact, uh, the idea that, and, and it's something like a web design, like what we were talking about earlier. If, if we don't have the people with the, the um, visual sense of what looks good and feels good to people, then it doesn't matter how good the backend database is. Right. Right. I don't want to go there. Right. I don't right. want to play, you know, or, right. I, or I don't even understand it because it's designed by an engineer and not an artistic or a, a designer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, so one of the things I thought of, um, so in my classroom, it's a biology room, but we spend a lot of time because it's ninth grade. Um, lately, we've been talking a lot about science communication and um, how do 
and so that that ranges from um, TED Talks to news articles to we also go on Google Scholar. We're learning how to look at research articles and dissect that right now. Um, this past when was this yesterday? Um, I gave an assignment where um, we were. I asked them to read a poem called My Proteins by Jane Hirschfield that was published in The New Yorker. Um, and that's how I'm adding the A into STEAM. But huh. they are still expected to tell me what that protein does. They're still um, they're looking up the words to, um, you know, the, de- the definitions for yeast, bacteria. They, um, some of the students didn't know what the word metropolis meant. So they're... We're looking at the title. What is a protein? Why is she talking about proteins? What does that mean to you? So hmm. I'm using this poem to get to understand what they under what do they know yeah. about a protein? Wow. So I'm ass- I'm assessing them, but then also I'm bringing in the arts into it because I also do love English, love English, um, and teaching them how to analyze a poem throughout the process. So oh, wow, that that's will- a, that's fascinating. So then we'll compare how did she, how did she, um, you know, how did she tell you what she knows about proteins and what is her understanding of proteins? Um, was she, was she able to communicate the science to you through this poem versus a, um, what, how does that compare to the videos or the news articles we've read? Um, how does this account? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. What, what a different way to look at it. do um, one one of the things I've always thought was an, a, a missing piece is being able to write as a mm-hmm. as a scientist. I had, write. I had we a, write a lot. <laughs> I had a, <laughs> yeah. a, a a boss who jokingly questioned my degree because I could write. It's like, what kind of an engineer are you? You know, you can do complete sentences and they make sense. You know, that's yeah. you must not have gone to a very good school because of that. <laughs> well, that's that's one of the things I've been stressing lately um, in our classroom is the ability to write, the ability to um, share your ideas with others. You know, how scientists communicate, how engineers communicate with one another, versus how you know you communicate with each other. Um, and, um, you know, I have them looking at how are these sentences structured? Um, um, you know, uh, when <laughs> this is my favorite uh, phrase in a science research article, it has not yet been elucidated, you know, to your friend, <laughs> to your friend, you'd be like, well, they haven't done it yet. <laughs> you know, uh, they don't know what they're talking about yet. So, you know, what are the key, what are the words that you keep seeing over and over again? Um in, in this arena versus daily life or a different kind of, you know, medium. So that's how I see the art in STEM being introduced. Um, yeah. And that's, that's pretty neat. So I want to get back a little bit more into moms can code. Um, Mm -hmm. we, we talked a little bit about the, uh, being an affiliate, if you are a contributor, but if you aren't a contributor, uh, how much does it cost? So the yearly membership. Yeah. Yearly membership will be sixty if you um, do. Uh, oh, sorry, sixty if you do um, a monthly payment. That's what old. Uh, so it'll be at the like end of five dollars a month. A month, a cup okay. of coffee a month, uh-huh. um, and then uh, if you pay one time payment, it'll be fifty. And then those who had already joined on Teachable will be receiving um, free membership options for dealing with 
dealing with us for the past few weeks (laughs) and being so kind and patient. As you did this conversion over. Well, I'm I'm glad the timing actually worked that this kicked into place right when we got started, because if we talked a week ago, it would be like, oh, it's going to be different. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot, it's going to be different probably in a month and the other a month after. So, um, this went from concept, you know, from, uh, concept to launch in under two months. Um, oh, wow. That's all the longer we, you've been around. Yeah. We, we launched August 3rd. Oh, uh, holy cow. Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> Wow. I thought this had been going for a while. Okay. No, no. We just launched August 3rd. Um, I put it out there on the internet, June 16th, June 17th, uh, and we moved fast. Wow. um, Yeah. I'm responding to the feedback I'm getting. So um, I ask everyone to give me feedback. What's what's needed in Silicon Prairie? What's needed in Asheville, North Carolina? Um, Or Argentina or Waterloo? Pick a a place. (laughs) That's that's fascinating. Well, you've done an awful lot of work here already. That's uh, that's that's pretty interesting. Um, it does it does explain a little bit. It, it you need to keep building up the content, right? What you need is mm-hmm. is more contributors. Um, I had mentioned in the the I don't I thought I mentioned, but maybe I didn't. Um, mm-hmm. In programming by stealth, I get a lot of help from the community where people hear me uh, banging my head on the table. Bart, I don't understand. I'm stuck on this. What are you explaining to me? All of yeah. the people, no, I shouldn't say all, 75% of the people who help me are women. Okay. And for a tech podcast, that is extraordinary. Yeah. But yeah. maybe it's because, I mean, there are some notable, notable men who are awesome, who who do jump in and help me. And obviously my instructor is a man, uh, but the women are jumping in and saying, okay, here's what he was trying to say. And here's where you missed it. And here's some examples and, and okay. just being super helpful. And maybe yeah. that's another part of our DNA, too, is that we like to help each other. If we if we know something, we can help somebody. I don't know yeah. if everybody's like that or if I just got lucky with uh, th- these people. No, I, I mean, I've seen that since the first day, uh, just people saying, wanting to connect with each other and answer questions and, you know, whether they are about life or how they're juggling things to a tech issue that they're having. Yeah, I can see this as a community that I'd like to help um, because I think I come to it from a different perspective than probably most of your audience, which is as an older woman, not Mm -hmm. as a young woman just starting out, figuring it out, but as an older woman saying, "Okay, I don't know something I want to know. I want to learn to do this. Yeah, I've told my audience this quite a few times, but one of the reasons I'm doing this is because of of a book that uh, Dr. Marianne Gary suggested I read. Uh, and I always get the title wrong, but it's something like the hidden secrets of the teenage of I'm sorry, the hidden secrets of the grown up brain. And it's okay. about uh, she's a memory specialist and she does research in, in New Zealand about it. And in the book, they, they walk through the things that have been um, studied and, and, you know, real studies, not the ones you hear about on, you know, yeah. in USA Today or whatever. Uh, Google Scholar studies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, where they they've looked at what things actually affect the your long term memory. And one of the things that does affect it that they've been able to register is learning to do something that's difficult for you and mastering it, like Mm -hmm. not learning three chords on the guitar, learning to play the guitar. So whenever it gets really hard and I'm just like, I'm just going to stop. I can't I can't do it. I I remember Marianne telling me it's it's got to be hard for this actually to work. So I would like to have my brain for a long time. I would like it to function. 
I think that's a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I didn't start out with that much. I got to keep what I got. But uh, uh, so it's it's a different perspective that I come from than from a new mom. Uh, Mm -hmm. And and I I have many thoughts about what your children think about you and what changes over time and and can even talk about those things. So this sounds like a group of of women I want to I want to hang out with. Yes, please. Please do. Yeah, I and I want to piggyback on what you said. Yeah, the perception of ourselves at this point, we're so brutal on ourselves. Oh, yeah, we are. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, that's something that I've often wondered, does it ever am I ever going to does this ever stop? Do do we ever stop and go, okay, we did okay. Because this is such a such a weird time, especially if you have younger children. I think as you get older, I do see, I hope I see, that's what I see, like a, a sense of calm, of self-assurance, of confidence, I, or I don't yeah. know. I, I, personally, I've experienced a, a, I don't actually care as much what other people think kind of thing. Okay. But, but I know I know what you're talking about. A woman looking in the mirror says, oh man, I got that pudge around my hips or my nose is too long or my hair isn't fluffy enough or whatever. They see all of the flaws. And then you see a man walking down down the street with her belt underneath, a, you know, some giant gut, this garish color that doesn't go with her pants. And and I just picture that guy in front of a mirror going, looking good. <laughs> God <bless laughs> the you know, we are constantly critical of our appearance, of our intelligence, of our, of our worth. And, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm passionate on that subject of the things I wish I knew. And so it's yeah. it's fun. I have a daughter who's a, a biochemist and okay. it's it's really interesting to talk to her about about the things that are happening in her career and how she's approaching them and what I've read men do do into the same circumstance and why some of the things they do work that the things we do do not. And so right. it's it's interesting learning those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get to the point where I don't care about high heeled shoes. That was a good day. <laughs> I don't wear them anymore. <laughs> I got I got there early. Oh yeah, you're already there, I man. Refused, yeah, I refuse to. I was probably 45 when I just said, "Man, these things really hurt. I don't want to do this anymore." Yeah. <laughs> I, I made recently the con. Um, it was before something. I don't remember what it was. Um, I had the choice to continue working on my presentation or to do my hair, and oh, I chose to work on the presentation and. That sounds absolutely silly as I say it out loud, but making the decision to not do my hair and work on my presentation longer is something I would have never done at 21. Yeah. Or or at 20, I don't know. It just, that would have been, oh my, more important at the time. Yeah. And- The day that, the bigger change uh, that, that I saw later was- Hey, I think I'm going to stop working on the presentation and play with my kid. Yeah. <laughs> that one's a real hard one. I, I've explained to my yeah. daughter that I think our job is to feel guilty about everything. You feel guilty yeah. you're yeah. not working hard enough. You feel guilty you're not playing it to spend enough time with your kids. So, yeah. you know, if you've got guilt, you're doing it right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, so what I see is that, um, from a lot of the women in the community is, um, we have, because we are, tr- you know, when you're sitting in front of the computer, you have to be focused on what you're doing. Um, I, I feel that a lot of us just have, okay, I'm with my kids, I'm giving you 100%. And then when you don't want to play with me anymore, <laughs> I'm going to focus on coding 100%. And that we're, we're that's how we're managing our time a little different now. Okay. Um, because there's, okay, I'm not gonna be able to give 
I know you're not going to want to play with me in two hours. Right. And, <laughs> so, and partial doesn't work for either one of those. No, no. Here's my so, half-baked attention to you. And here's my half-baked attention to JavaScript. That isn't going to work for either no, one. No, So it's helped me personally um, focus more on them when I'm with them. Um, for, and then when I'm doing something on the computer, I'm here 100%. Um, of course, there's some days where you're, you're not at 100% on anything. <laughs> but, you know, that's the goal. I've, I've I'm been more able to focus. Ah. Um, when you do the half baked of two of them, that's when you end up with your clothes on inside out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, who knows why? I mean, you know, how many children sleep through the night and <laughs> like all of these things depend, you know, on, on sleep and are you eating well enough? Did you, did you brush your teeth today? You know, are you taking care of yourself? And that's yeah. another part of it too. Are we is, taking, is it care taking care of yourself? Yeah, yeah. I, I do lecture women often on um, the the day I started exercising successfully was the day I realized that it was the single completely selfish thing that I do. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I'm doing stuff for my boss, for my coworkers, for my employees, my children, my husband, uh, the school, you know, I'm doing all these things for everybody else. What do you do that's only for you. Every once in a while I ask women that and they go, oh, I get my nails done. I read for a couple of hours every afternoon. It's like, okay, I don't need to help you. You go off and do whatever you want. Yeah. But I think for a lot of women, there aren't things that are selfish only for you. And and exercise is something that can be that. And that turns you into saying, I want to work out or I get to work out as opposed to I should work out. Because I should work out. You're never going if you do that. No, no. And you should never, I should I should learn how to code. <laughs> yeah, if we I got rid of should, we'd be code. good. We'd be great yeah. if we could get rid of yeah. that word. Yeah. Well, this has been really interesting. I've I've uh, I've learned a lot, and uh, I have a feeling you and I are going to do more stuff together. Uh, I, I, w- I would so. love to contribute to this. I think this is something that I could get passionate about. I hope so. Yeah. All right. So, if people wanted to become involved in this, they would go to momsconcode.com. Mm-hmm. And if they wanted to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? So with me, they can email me at Erica, E-R-I-C-A, at momscancode.com. And then occasionally on our Facebook page, Twitter, um, we'll also do, um, I'll put out the applications for um, how to get involved. So right now we're looking for help um, moderating our Twitter chats on Saturday morning. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're looking for someone to... um, not, um, to be a podcast host. Um, and that'll be, um, interviews, interviewing women in tech. Um, and then we also need help in some other areas like being a contributing author. Um, if you want to be an event coordinator in your city, there's a lot of ways to get involved right now because we're such a young startup. We have a, we have a large team of, um, over at Monskin Code already, but we need a lot of help. Okay. So if they went to Moms Can Code, I can see you've got a Facebook button, an Instagram button and a Twitter button. So if they went to that Facebook button, would they get to the Facebook group? No. So they would get to the Facebook page and then the group is linked to the Facebook page. Okay. So if they wanted to find the Facebook group, they would go to Facebook Facebook and search for and just search. Oh, from the Facebook page. Yeah, it should be. Pages are always so confusing. Yeah. Let's see. Is that so is that the oh, I see. That does take you to the Facebook group. No. Okay. No, no, no. That no. is the page. So if you search for Moms King Code, it should show up as a group. Okay. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Just go into groups and search for Moms King Code. Okay. That'll, that'll get you there. Yeah, I think those are um, 
I think that I'm a big fan of the Facebook groups as opposed to pages because pages are sort of like I am broadcasting information at you and you're a fan of me, whereas a mm-hmm. Facebook group is a bunch of people all helping each other. It seems to right. be a little better, better yeah. environment there. Yeah. And that's how we so on the page, I'll put announcements because I'm sharing with everyone. And then in the group, we're more, um, you know, the discussions are very different. Yeah, there it is. OK, I found it and I just joined the group. Or request. Am I human? I'll have to answer those questions later. Those are hard questions. Well, Eric, I really <laughs> thank you for the time. Uh, I know you're you're uh, obviously juggling a lot. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Of course. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. This show is not supported by ads. It's supported by you. If you learn from the show, or even if you're just merely entertained by the shows, please consider supporting the show. If you go to podfeet.com, there's a big red button in the top banner that says support the show. If you click it, that will reveal to you several ways to contribute. You can pledge a monthly amount using Patreon. You can use the Amazon affiliate link for your country. You can make a one-time donation using PayPal. Or you can record a listener review, which is an awesome way to contribute. You can always chat directly with me via Twitter at podfeet or email me at allison at podfeet.com. You can join the conversation in Facebook by going to podfeet.com slash Facebook or on Google Plus at podfeet.com slash Google Plus. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.